Welcome back to Recap This Week, where we continue our discussion from last week, Who Should Be Punished? We review a fight that has taken place in a school based on a racially motivated video that was taken outside of school. Let's get started. For me, I want to get at the root of what I am punishing. Like, yes, this video happened, but I want to target, like, what even caused this video to happen in the first place? And sometimes punishment isn't always the best answer to get at that issue. Uh, in terms of the boys who also fought, I mean, I was raised in a house where my dad told me, you know, if someone does, if someone throws the first, the first hit, if you don't hit them back, like you're gonna get your ass beat because you you must like abuse. Clearly, if you're gonna let people abuse you, so I'm like, you know. Yes, they didn't throw the first punch physically. You know, we're on the old oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt. I don't buy that. They threw the first punch when they made that video. So they had it coming to them. I understand the school had to suspend them, but let them be one of my boys. This suspension going to be a paradise for you because you stuck up for yourself because the video was wrong. The video was wrong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes shit gets heated, okay? But I'm mm -mm, not letting one of my babies come home. They would not have been punished from mama. No, absolutely not. I actually feel as though most of the parents that I've ever met feel very similarly because they know that in many situations, schools don't necessarily handle things fairly, um, especially when doing, dealing with things like bullying and people, you know, doing something about being bullied if the school isn't uh because i know in in my own life uh there there were situations where i was bullied uh especially in middle school for being the little black nerd that i am well i'm not really little anymore but y'all get the point um but i had a bully his name was ben and for probably about two years i just like dealt with him like talking shit about me and then eventually i was like no we're not doing this anymore and so i hit him with a folder uh more than once well it was more like a binder uh, more than once. <laughs> um, I, it wasn't really a fight. It was like a, he was talking shit. I hit him, he went down, and then I didn't stop hitting him. <laughs> um, so I was clearly suspended. I was very much in the wrong in terms of how the school handled it. But my mom, when I got home, like applauded me for standing up for myself because we had talked to the school multiple times about Ben and about several of the other people around him and all the things that it was like making me feel. Uh, I used to have anger issues as a kid. And so like, since they didn't do anything about it, my mom was like, I think it's great that you took matters in your own hands. It sucks that you're suspended, but here's some work. Go play some video games. You're fine. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Advocating for yourself is a part of life. And, and it, it's challenging when you're trying to install that in your kid that like, it's okay to advocate for yourself. You should advocate for yourself, but also being with it yeah sometimes it is gonna put you in a situation where you receive a punishment that's unjust that you don't deserve all right all right and then francine um i agree with what pretty much everyone has said um i think the school missed out on a very a, a teachable moment for the school community itself i think they could have dealt with things a lot differently um, I was a part of a school once where they brought kids into an assembly to give us some sensitivity training after there were some incidents that happened at a school. Um, some schools do it better than others. Some schools are afraid of things, especially racial tensions, and they just want to shut down wherever they think the heat is coming from without even thinking. It's just an automatic response. And 
I feel like that kind of happened here. And uh, sometimes we forget that that can scar children who already feel disenfranchised, who already feel voiceless or bullied. And, um, and then those kids who are left behind to kind of celebrate and high five, they feel like, well, I can just go make another video because there's no punishment for this is okay. We, we sent that that's okay. Um, I, I had a similar situation with my son. He got into a, a fight with a bully and uh, we uh, enjoyed his time off from school because it was one of those things that we, we kept talking to the school about a problem and the school would not respond. And when it was time to respond, my son got suspended for standing up for himself. And it's unfortunate that you have to go against your school community to teach your child how to advocate for themselves. But unfortunately, it's training for how to be an American. Sometimes the institution will be against you and you still have to stand up for yourself. But that tradition, you know, over children is a, is a sadness. And then they have to come back to that environment and deal with that undercurrent of teasing that goes on because the other kids know that they can't do anything, right? So now they have to, they have to deal with, they have to take all of that in as well. It's just a hard, hard thing. And I, I think the school needs to take responsibility for allowing that type of activity to be comfortable in, so, in their environment. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Speak your piece. Uh, does anyone remember, does anyone read Ender's Game? Middle school, high school? I read it, but I don't remember much of it. I'm not really a big reader. So Ender's kind of, I say, I'm not going to go too, too far into it. So there's this scene uh, where he's at like this cadet training academy and there's this guy who's uh, like bullying him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, uh, and they're like, they're supposed to be like, if you do well at like this level, you get like promoted because it's like a military training academy. And he recognizes, he's like, oh, I like if we get into a fight like this like you know like it'll just you know I, even if I win right like they they'll just continue to you know um, like what you were saying uh, they'll just get like free reign because like I wasn't able to punish it so I can't just win this fight I have to win this fight so soundly that I win every other fight before it starts. Mm. And uh, that is the tight. And when you, as an institution, set out rules where it's like, oh, well, we're not going to enforce that. That is what you like lead the ground for. It's like, oh, um, if you guys aren't going to do anything, then we have to do something, and we have to do something so dramatic yeah. that uh, no one ever does this again. Mm-hmm. Because All that's right. the, <laughs> yeah. the only, so- it's the only, it's the only solution, right? So then you would all, you all, I think, know from my answer in the, in the Slack chat that I actually, I don't think I actually agree with uh, most of what you guys have said. I know. So I'm going to play, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm going to play, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. So my kids go to Washington Township and just this year, a young boy was, uh, stabbed and murdered because a fight broke out so we we talk a lot about violence and what violence is and i'm willing to accept that there's more than physical violence but uh physical violence has a tendency to overflow it has a tendency to spread 
and it has a tendency to uh, wrap up people who are not at all involved in the initial conflict. There have been teachers punched this year at my daughter's school who were not involved at all. People are innocent bystanders could get wrapped up in it. So the reason for punishing physical violence more strongly is because uh, it, it carries with it a, a quite literal risk of, of death. Uh, we have to keep that in mind. The other part is because the speech happened off campus during the summer, so I would like you guys to actually answer, would you like schools to be able to punish students for off-campus speech that occurs during the summer? Yes. Specifically in situations like this, yes, absolutely. If I think they that, currently can't. I will note they currently can't. Well, I think some of them take uh, liberties there. I think they cannot. In certain situations where it would come back to the school, if it comes back to the school, and it's dealt with in some way in this case with kids fighting over the matter, both off campus and on campus. Now the school has to address, if they're being fair, they have to address everything that's happened because they take the kids into an office and they ask the kids what happened. And if right. the kids tell them what happened and they have to take that into consideration. Okay, what happened is there was this video, Jerry, here's the video, take a look at this. This is making me feel some kind of way here at school. This is doing something to me here at school. I can't, I'm sorry, I have to ignore that. Sorry for your pain. You have a five-day suspension. Enjoy your life. Really? Right. But they that, that, so, so this just happened earlier, I think this year. There was the cheerleader who said like, fuck cheer, fuck the school, fuck everything. The school tried to institute some form of punishment by preventing her from being on the JV cheer team. She took it to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court held, as they have repeatedly, that schools' ability to punish speech that occurs off campus is not a thing. But go a step further no. now. Wait a minute. Oh, There's not an adult. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pardon. My, my question is, well, one, fuck chair is very different from being racist. Right. But, obviously. But but serious question is, you it they suspended the student who circulated the video. And that yeah. for me is what shows, well, hold up. If you could suspend the kid who circulated the video, now, whether he circulated the video from school grounds or from his home, I don't know. But that for me in itself shows, okay, so why not the kids who made it? Because mm -hmm. if that kid wasn't suspended, then okay. It's only those who started the fight, but that for me throws off the argument. It's a flaw. The, the argument is that that person was instigating, right? That this video was shared to a private group. And then somebody, the way these things often do now with social media, that right. it made its way from a private group to a non-private group. Yeah, and then somebody sent it to these students and possibly well, in a deliberate attempt to instigate a conflict. Well, for me, unfortunately, if you make a statement in private, you're only afforded their jobs those over this. freedoms Literally. when it's kept in private. <laughs> Once that goes public, yeah, I mean, when you're an adult, I mean, think about all the political scandals. Something mm -hmm. happened in private, and it was fine. But once it becomes public, you must deal with the repercussions of that. I think the same should apply. And like a lot of uh, teachers uh, have lost their jobs over private videos, private things. Schools, had, in some cases, have put students out for other mundane things. Um, there's a lot of precedent about this and the whole cheer thing really to back up to, to your point, Anthony, was 
uh, one of the assistant coaches for cheer took issue with what she said. And right. that, that person instigated this child's punishment, which was weird and wrong because her child made the cheer team and this other girl was upset that she didn't. So there was something else going on there. There's a little bit more to that story. Yeah, but, um, but, and, so, oh. but just to clarify though, I mean, uh, Josh, I've heard your take. Are, are the rest of you like on board with, with stuff that happens like during the summer? Here's my campus question. being punished by the school Here's like speech question. like not anything like but specifically like a speech thing here's my question yeah so if you, you say how, who do you want to handle um just a uh disagreements between children do you want it to be the school or do you yeah. want it to be the police? Because those are the uh, options. Those are not the options. Those are the op- those legally. Those are the options. Uh, if a child, if where... your child violates the violates the rights of another yeah. child, so you'll have heard. Do you my want take the police involved, or do you want the school involved? Those you'll have heard options. my take on this before, which is that the fact that we have come to a world where those are the only options is actually uh, a failure on the communities as a whole. Um. We have failed, and because we have failed, we have offloaded responsibility to these institutions who are not actually set up to do the thing that we were supposed to do as communities and parents. So, Sasha, you mentioned this. So I'll tell a personal story of my own. My son was once sort of uh, jumped by a neighborhood kid. Uh, Kid jumped on him, punched him, beat him up. My son comes home, kind of bloody, tears. Now... With your thought process, I should have called the cops, which is, in fact, what a lot of people would do nowadays. They would call the cops, which is how you end up with cops shooting kids uh, because they call the cops. Now, what I did was I asked my son, who did this? Man, he said it was XYZ kid. Okay. I went out to the neighborhood. I rounded up every neighborhood kid. I said, first off, my so-called friends of my sons who sat there and watched my son get jumped on, I said, what the were you doing? supposed to be my, my, my son's friend, and you sat there and watched him get jumped. You had the nerve to walk him home, and then when I asked you, did you help him, you said no. Okay. Then I also said, you tell X, you tell X little boy that I'm looking for him. And I gathered together about a dozen kids, and I said, it is your responsibility to, one, protect each other, but two, I said, you let this little boy know Preston's, Preston's dad is looking for him, and if I catch him out here on these streets, I'm going to whoop his ass. And I said, and then you tell them, Sasha, what you said. Tell his mama, I'm going to whoop her ass too. Thank you. I said, because if her mama comes up, so if her mama rolls up, and I said, and if his daddy got a problem, he can get it too. I said, I'm not going to go to the cops. Now, I ran into this little boy's mom about a month later. And people who know, uh, my son is really light-skinned. He's as light as, uh, as Alex here. Despite being biracial, he has all of the light pigmentation, none of mine. <laughs> so this mom... Uh, confronts me and says well next time this happens I'm gonna call the cops you should have called the cops and I said lady your son is a little brown boy my son looks like a little white boy I said what the I said what do you think is gonna happen if I call the cops I said who do you think they're gonna shoot first your son or mine I said I'm trying to protect your son by shielding him from an institution that will punish him I said I would rather we handle this like parents and adults than involve the institutions 
That is my answer to you, Alex. The answer is that the community has to protect itself and not rely on institutions that are handicapped, that are not meant to, the legal system, the, the school system is not actually meant to enforce the rules of every child conflict. That is not what they are there to do. Well, should they have suspended those children then based on what you're saying? In my opinion, no. I would go, look, if a fight happens, you go, look. Now, if the fight overflows and there's a potential risk of violence, then I go, yeah, look. Some other innocent bystander could have got hurt. We got to do something. So we send you home, and this is where you have the speech with your kids, Sasha, that you said you would have, that I've had with mine, Francine, that you had with your son. Oh, you've been suspended. I hope you enjoyed these five days of Xbox time, little man. You got some homework? I'm going to go ahead and knock out that homework for you, little dude. You want some ice cream to go with that Xbox? You're going to have the greatest five-day suspension in the history of a kid. The other kids, they got punished. Getting your ass whooped is a punishment. I know because I've seen what happens to people. I have seen bullies get their ass whooped. Yeah, you went back to school the next day with the black eye. I mean, you get to, yeah, you're not suspended, but you get to walk around school with a black eye and a broken nose. Looking like an ass. ass And everybody knows how you got it. So how'd you get that? I mean, Anthony, Anthony teed me up, son. (laughs) Okay. What'd you do? I called him a gorilla. This happened to me in high school. I called Anthony a gorilla. And what'd he do? He beat me up and I got, and I got suspended. And my mom said, okay. Cool. What happened to David? David got beat up. That's what happened to David. David had to walk around school looking like a looking like a mess. So my answer is the schools curb the thing that could spread to everybody, which is the physical violence. We live in a world with guns. We live in a world where kids can get their hands on assault weapons. You can't let violence go unpunished. But the community makes it clear that the person who did the fighting is not in the wrong. The person who did the video is. And the parents in the community make it clear that you are not going to suffer any additional consequences. That is what has to handle this. The schools cannot. So yeah, Alex, I, I reject the conclusion entirely. I do not think the school, if the school and the law are the only options, we have failed completely. We've already failed. Because we're going to ask schools in the world where kids have access to social media, where kids can go on Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram all the time. And we're going to ask them to police the social media accounts of what? 10-year-olds? I mean, that's what this would, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that, like, that, like what that, I would I ask is that what you guys would want. Would you want the schools, <laughs> this video was made on Snapchat. Do you actually, do we really, do you want schools policing Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and the, the damn metaverse that Facebook is trying to come. We, like, we don't do even need to talk about that. Put, that that's but like, do you want the schools? Video. Because yeah. if you want the schools to punish that speech, that means you want them to monitor those platforms even during the summer. Like, you see, want school I, officials hovering like Facebook at eleven thirty at night? I have to yeah, jump in just real quick, though. Yeah. It's a difference yeah. for me. What I was saying is no, not to monitor, but. If an issue comes to the school because of this, now they have to deal with it. That is what I'm saying. I'm not saying um, because because kids, the definition of kid is stupid. I know I raise kids. 
I know how this works, okay? They're gonna say and do some incredibly like, you can't even imagine like why that was ever a good idea. But what I'm saying is if it comes to the school, how the school handles it, see the schools are part of the community. That's why we've gone back to community education in some states and some, because we're trying to draw the schools back in. They became way political with the whole segregate. We can go down a road, I don't wanna have to go down. But my point is drawing them back into the community when it comes to caring for our children and caring for the outcomes of our children beyond academics because you you are you have the children all day you have the children at school more hours of the day than they're anywhere else the schools have to be involved unfortunately not to monitor but if trouble comes to the school from what's on these other platforms now the school has to address that that's all i'm saying i, I have two go, ahead. go josh go, ahead. go. I was going to say that that's effectively the the only thing I disagree with in terms of your uh, your take, Anthony. Like I I think that basically even though you disagree with us, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, I I absolutely feel as though you are right that like if the police or the school are the only options that you have as recourse, then like we have failed as a community. I I understand and agree with that wholeheartedly. However. I don't think the answer is policing social media. That's a whole other thing that social media needs to deal with on its own. I think, as Francine said, if something comes from social media that is then a problem for the school, the school then needs to handle that. For example, that, that whole slap the teacher thing starting on social yes, media. Absolutely. Okay. If that comes to the perfect school example. And you dare to slap a teacher, you know, now we got a problem. But you're punished for slapping the teacher not like watching the video. A lot of these kids <laughs> will say, but I got it from, look, I got right. it from. So now- But some the school is gonna are, say- They put out a warning. For... Right, They're, of course, I agree with you. Right. They, but my point is now they have to deal with, hey, when these things happen, kids, cause you're kids and you're not thinking it all the way through, you just see the funny in it. You can't do this because this is what's going to happen. So unfortunately schools do, they have to address some of these social challenges or trends or whatever they're called when they tell them to go do something. The, you know, the, the trust fall is the next one. That's I, I don't want to go too long because I know, Josh, you have a time, but I don't think the schools could, if, that, if someone was challenged that in court, if someone was like, um, if, so, if a student was to challenge the idea that we can't watch a slap the teacher video, I'm guessing the student would win. Oh, no, not watch it. No, no, no. You can watch it, but you can't bring it to school. You can't slap your actual teacher. So can you watch a racist video? Like if another they student, if they like if another me. student makes a racist video, can you watch it in school? Yeah. Oh, in school. Well, because you put, but also you can be watching it for a number of reasons. Like you, you might not just watch it because you're racist, but you might want to know what the hell this little piece of shit thinks. No, but you're watching it because you're racist. Let's just say hypothetically. You're like, I'm racist. I think this video is true. I hate these black kids. That that goes into a whole other territory. But but the I want to make a point. I'm not answering your question, but that's okay. I'll, I'll let myself <laughs> not answer it. The point, the point I really wanted to make is as we have this conversation, it gets larger and larger and larger. Really, I think this is and part of a result of we... You know, we used to have a model where at least one of the parents, traditionally the mom, was spending quite a lot of time at home, child rearing, 
raising kids, but also in community with other moms. Mm-hmm. And disagreements and punishment was able to happen in a different way, but also child rearing. There was this, you know, communal child rearing where it's different today. You know, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I live in quite a big city, but even me growing up, other parents could tell me something and I would listen. These days, you know, couple years back I was taking the train and these kids were acting a fool acting a fool and this man had said something one man and these kids told this man off and I stepped in like oh hold the up what you're not about to do but you could see the people around were looking at me and looking at him like oh my god how could you speak to people's kids like this and also I think when we yeah. live in such a PC culture, that, no, no, you mustn't talk to children like that. Let me tell you one thing. If a kid's in the street acting a fool, please t- t- tell they ask something. But but that is, it's such a, it's, raising kids is so different. I think it's harder than ever because this communal aspect is so lost and that drastically changed the way we are able to deal with these situations when they come up. And I think it hurts, it hurts kids and it hurts communities. Well, it's funny you, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually think that does tie all the way back in, in a way to Alex, the, the trend, right? As people's real wages have declined and as everyone has been forced into the workforce, like mm, yeah. you are required to have a two income home to yeah. just make it at this point for most mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. we have forced people to, and now you have to take like two jobs or three jobs to get by our society was built around a different model like you mentioned sasha and as these labor issues that alex highlighted have cropped in that model is no longer that model doesn't happen anywhere but mm-hmm. but the school was built or, schools were you know what? that's a right. good point nobody the school has time was built to build- around Nobody has right. time to build community. Exactly. Yeah. But schools People were built around that to model. Talk to their own kids. Yeah. Right. That's true. But our institutions were built around that model. Now, if we want to change the school's legal ability to pursue in, insightful or, or, or not insightful, but speech that incites uh, or speech that inflames racist speech, hostile, emotionally harmful speech, if we want to, give the schools the, the ability to do that we're actually going to have to completely restructure our entire probably some of our legal stuff we're actually going to have to restructure that not as much or as just, you think because schools have a lot of, of, lot of leeway and it really stemmed around a case a long time ago where uh they did a locker search and they found marijuana in somebody's locker and then the kids said well it was a legal search and seizure blah 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 and it this whole back and forth back and forth but it really uh, went into the school's favor because the school uh it was proven or at least legally stated to be sound that the school had every right to do what it needed to do to protect the school's environment which also looks like an infringement right so there is a precedent for them to a certain extent if it comes to the school which goes back to my point not policing social media separate issue but if a fight breaks out at the school because of social media posts then i it's hard if i were a school administrator how do i truly address 
this kid coming to me, whether they've been beaten up or whether they started the fight without addressing the root cause. How do you, that's a teachable moment that I think. That's why they suspended the kid who shared the video, by the way. Well, Well, they probably should have suspended everybody. So like I said, everybody should have gone. What I said too. Um, But my, my question to you, Anthony is so, uh, so there's a case from 2013, a 12 year old girl uh, is uh, cyber bullied in, and kills herself. Go on. Yeah. Uh, you, and you don't, you don't uh, say, uh, well, I say what, what's your answer here? The platforms that have enabled cyberbullying are the platforms who have the problem here. I, yes. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, that they, they but have to do that. But they're not going to do it of the goodness of their hearts. That's been illustrated. Uh, there is want? not a lot of recourse. Well, that there's bully, like, that like case he's talking about, the bully and the child, they went to the same school. Yes, they were classmates. They were classmates. Right. That, that was and, a really big deal at the time. And, and the, just I, as a note, she was, say, uh, the the uh, woman in sorry, the the girl in question got two felony counts. Yeah. For what? For the bullying? Yeah. You drove her to commit suicide. Uh, you bullied her into killing herself. Two felony counts. It was really egregious. It was really. It wasn't like, oh, you have an ugly face. It was just. It was. It was vicious. It, it was. It was vicious. incredibly egregious. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. one is going has a better chance of of standing because she personally directed it at this person. Again, this is why they suspended the person who shared the video, because this is something we have actually, we have not touched on this at, at, at all, I don't think, on our pods. You do, I, okay, you guys know my views on stuff, so I'm assuming you'll see me in the best light, you, you know, you know how I feel about things. No, no you, have right, the worst you have a right to be, <laughs> thanks, Josh, you have a right to be a terrible person in private like that is a right you have Mm -hmm. i can be an awful terrible human in private that is like people are allowed to do that there's nothing we can do to stop people from being monsters in private you just you can't do it we have no possible recourse but your rights end at the tip of my nose so but the thing we have got into now is we actually are in a world where if you say something awful in private Mm -hmm. and then a third party takes that and shares it to everybody else you have now said you should actually be punished for the thing you said in private but this is a very odd position for a society to end up in but is social media private if once you put a post out to the metaverse, it's not so, like you so, wrote it in your diary. It's, it's not, not like, like you wrote it in your diary. Wrote into the pages Snapchat, of your diary or your little locked book. Snapchat <laughs> is this weird one because the posts are supposed to like disappear. Mm, where it is <laughs> now, there are some questionable reasons about why Snapchat posts are supposed to disappear and mm. how that has been used. Mm-hmm. That's a different discussion. Yeah, but social media like if i said on my public facebook so for instance okay so here's something this is both social media right Mm -hmm. my facebook wall is public my messenger is not these are both facebook 
So when we say social media, that includes Messenger, right? So if I say something on Messenger, no, it, is it, it did private? In my, in my definition, it did not because that falls under email or personal mail, whatever, and people can share that. I'm not trying to get into the weeds as but we much have, as I but, am. But, but, uh, the position our society is currently taking is that even emails, I mean, the stuff you talk about people being fired, some of that is private email. That's Well, that's stupid because it's at work, you know. <laughs> but, it, but, but, but we don't have, but what I'm saying is we actually haven't ever answered the core question of like, if I send something on Messenger, is it private? Or because it happens under Facebook, is it public? Is Messenger different from email? What about a text message? Legally, it's private until one of the parties decides to make it public. Then that person who makes it public becomes the source of the information. And that person is sometimes held to account and sometimes not held to account, depending upon what is in the message. That's in general. Yeah, how we see this. But um, the person who made it public is the kid who shared the video. If this is the thing, if the video sharing of the video causes that much, then the creation of the video causes that much more. It wouldn't have been anything to share had it not been created. I was just thinking that. So okay, so then let me ask that. Or if the message in the video so, wasn't nearly as vitriolic, then it wouldn't have been a problem. Just, so just if they get, had made suspend all the kids. That's so if all. they had just made a so let's say they had made so if if let's say the exact same video content everything is recorded and sent via text message, a clearly non-public platform, mm -hmm. and then the text message was shared, mm -hmm. would you still feel the same? Same situation, yeah. The, the problem is the video, so, not the way that it's so, so so you yeah. so so you can't be you're an getting caught up over in the mechanics, but you're getting I, I, caught I, up I'm in asking, the can, mechanics. Can you, I have I have can you be a terrible person via text? What does Alex have to say? Wait, hold up. I, I want bad Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. Uh, the the anytime you commit anything to uh to to text is it's public. I I have bad news for you. Yes. Um, because uh, you say you're like, oh, well, Snapchat gets deleted. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It never goes no. away. That's gets, how we're say, seeing everything. Let's say it's stored on servers. Um, People say uh, and you send a text message. That's great. Uh, unless you have uh, actual end-to-end -end encoding, uh, it can be. You say it can be like decoded. And even if you do have end-to-end -end encoding, I'll just take a screenshot and I'll just post it everywhere. There, there is no. We have created a surveillance, like corporations have created a and governments have created a surveillance state, and there is no, there's no, there's no distinction, there's no private anymore. You want something private, you write it in your diary and you put it in a lock, in a lock box that you know the combination to. <laughs> and even That's, then, the, that only, is the, the only, only way private. that would be shared is if someone like finds it commits it to technology and then gets it out somewhere that is the only private that exists right now and nothing else is private and sometimes that has happened and the person who created the content was not held liable because it was considered private material for them i mean it just before. happened didn't it just happen to joe yeah. biden's uh daughter or i wasn't gonna <laughs> say that yeah, yeah exactly so yeah it just happened it just happened right i mean i saw it happen with I mean, it happened to Hillary Clinton when she ran for president. Also People fair, like her yeah, emails. But the point that I kept making <laughs> then was that point. somebody had illegally accessed her email and that and no one actually seemed to care that her email had been illegally accessed. Um, That's what I'm saying. It seems but, to get forgotten. That person does get forgotten sometimes. But okay, I mean, 
I'm not disagreeing. We're running you know, close to our time limit. I know. Sorry, Josh. It's been no, so you're good. much longer. I'm so I will, sorry. I, I, will, I will say this. This has actually been a very fruitful discussion. So I'm actually really glad that this <laughs> ended up the way it did. I actually had more, but that's okay. We don't need to go over it now. I do want to add one more thing to what you've said, Anthony. And it's probably the, the only thing that I will honestly say that I 100% disagree with. Because we live in a society and societies are predicated upon our interactions with each other, I wholeheartedly do not believe that you have the right to be an awful person in private. I think that you should be a good person at just about any time possible, regardless of how you feel about what's going on and the people around you. I think that society works better if we're all good people, period, point blank. But that's my own personal opinion. We can get on that anyway. However, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap this up now. <laughs> we got to talk about cancel culture. This has yes, we do. That yes, we do. Show, we do need to. Be, we do need to talk about cancel culture. That, that's actually a really good intro, or a really good uh, idea for the next pod. Thank you, Sasha. But uh, this podcast was brought to you in part by LEI Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course. Pointcast News. Listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook for more podcasts and articles.